Hello and welcome to All Indians Matter. I am Ashraf Engineer. The relationship between communication technologies and lower castes is a complicated one. While communication technology and the mass media are widely thought to shrink social divisions, in many cases they have in fact reinforced caste-based exclusion. Our view of the digital divide may be myopic, one that doesn't fully understand the social construction of the usage of information and communication technologies. We may not only need to rethink our idea of the digital divide, we need to recognize how technology is being used to create and widen social divisions. All Indians matter. We have another very special episode. On the show is Dr. Murli Shanmugavelan, an independent researcher and consultant who is speaking to us from London. His research is mainly concerned with the disavowal of caste in media and communication studies and digital cultures. His work contends that caste, similar to race, gender and sexuality, be recognized as a category in communication studies and digital cultures. His current research interest lies in developing a framework for decolonizing media and communication studies, a radical proposal from anti-caste perspectives. Bringing together critical academic skills and extensive professional experience in media, information and communication technologies, and the internet in the international development sector, Murli is currently working on the remanifestation of caste and social hierarchies in digital cultures such as hate speech, big data, and platform economies. Welcome to the show, Murli. Thank you so much, Ashrafin. Engineer, and uh, thanks for having me. Uh, thank you all for listening. Today we are going to discuss how technology, while seemingly a tool of empowerment, can actually reinforce caste hierarchies and we will also talk about the solutions to this problem. Murli, how are communication technology is being used to reinforce caste discrimination? Right. Um, thanks once again. Um, i just like to start with a common assumption that uh, the, the, the international assumption, um, the technological uh, determinism that we all have that information and communication technologies helps bring people together. And there's a huge amount of truth in it. There's a kernel of truth in it. And it is actually disruptive. It is very much powerful. And it has been used in um, um, uh, social and political mobilization. It is true. And we have seen lots of evidences. However, uh, if you peel a layer or two, we also see that information and communication technologies are no different from uh, legacy technologies or pre-digital communication structures and channels that have been strongly rooted in social hierarchies, and that is not um, that includes cost as well. Um, here is an example I can give. If, if one can look at um, how communication technologies have been widespread in in cost-affected societies and who benefits from it, there's a very clear. Um, evidence that you know dominant castes do benefit from this particular aspect of technologies and globalization. This is not particularly unique to caste. If you look at race and gender, we've been you know, there have been an enormous amount of literature written about how, for example, um, internet has been sexist and internet has been an unsafe space for women and other gender groups and it's not been tolerant and internet has been um, racist and there's a huge amount of literature written about uh, how algorithms and um, other forms of internet expressions have been totally you know, extraordinarily racist, especially in the United States context and in the Western context. So, so that's right. so that what I'm trying to say. It's not unique to uh, just. It's not only unique to caste, but it also applies to other character uh, uh, hierarchies as well. But 
with regards to caste with regards to caste there's a particular thing that's been um, uh, that that needs to, that needs some addressing if you look at the way that the caste has been uh, internet has been a home to a privileged few in in caste affected societies and that actually reflects when you look at the content when you look at the um um the way that uh, conversations are happening and the way that the caste hate speech is happening in digital spaces therefore communication technologies are not so not that um utopian not that you know not that uh, um uh, liberating as everyone likes us to believe everyone likes to believe and it can act it does reinforce caste discrimination yeah right so can dalits actually use modern communication technology for political participation and mobilization of course they have been using it uh, for you know for example um, in uttar pradesh we had an example of how mobile phones were used during when mayawati first you know one of only one of her election terms um, uh, mobile phones were used extensively and there has been a, a massive uh, research uh, on the particular aspect of how dalits actually used mobile phones to organize themselves in the same way there have been lots of a uh, 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 non um, dominant caste spaces in the internet that have that have opened up for example you have a dalit camera round table india velivara and i know yes. ambedkar caravan so there are lots of spaces but what i what i'd like to draw attention to this these spaces have become some sort of oases in other words these are these are mm-hmm. um, uh, subaltern slash dalit internet spaces so you have a dalit internet space you have mm-hmm. a non dalit internet space or you have a mainstream internet space and that itself it's very interesting in a in our analogy to 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 look at so it is not it, so the internet itself is not actually uh, um pushing uh, cannot push itself to diffuse this space it only sort of a polarize it i mean obviously in the internet has provided some space for dalits to speak up and uh, th- those spaces uh, you know speak uh-huh. up issues that the mainstream media do not pick up and um, I mean, you know i i have had my own examples um, when i want to write something um that's quite sharp and critical and i've written to i've i've written those texts and pieces to mainstream media uh-huh. and then i never heard back uh, why then i i would write to round table india and they will say okay fine we will publish your piece so it's this kind of it's kind of polarized so i while the the the, the technology itself actually supposedly agnostic cost right. agnostic and it provides spaces for dalits to articulate it also opens up layers of structures uh-huh. which is quite similar to pre-digital social structures absolutely and is this is this why we find that despite having access to mass media despite having access to modern communication technology uh, the dalits have not really been able to break break out of the oppression uh, that they have been facing for centuries or even make a dent in it is that an accurate uh... yeah i think i think this 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 comes from a very uh, 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 popular assumption uh, mostly it's a kind of a eurocentric and western assumption that um, access to media and communication channels including technologies would eventually liberate people and enable them to participate in society and then able to uh, take part in politics and decision making process and this has been a 
quite a sort of a, um, a very instrumentalist and functional um, um, proposition. And it's this been very influential in the international development sector, where, you know, where they, you know, they call communication for development approaches, mobile phone for digital uh, development approaches, and digital identity and development, you know, that sort of a instrumentalist notions. And there is, a, there is an element of truth in it. Of course, you know, right. if you have access to communication channels, one should be able to, uh, you know, you know, present their voices and so on and so forth. But it is not that simple because access to communication channels only can take you so far. Um, uh, I have an example that I'd like to give from my research uh, field site, if you don't mind. Sure, of course. You know, I, I was um, speaking to an informant and uh, interlocutor who became my good friend. And this gentleman wanted to take a day off. I'm going to cut the strip the story. Uh, it's a long story, but I'm just going to cut it off and give you the crux of it. Uh, this gentleman wanted to take a day off because he wanted to come with me to attend an event in the nearby city, town. And this gentleman is a Dalit, being a Dalit, and he, was work, he, he worked for, at the time, for a dominant caste uh, employer. And there was no concept of call, you know, telling your employer that I'm taking a day off because the, the power play was quite it's intense. So if you take a day off, the employer would normally take an offense of it and would say, oh, you don't need my job and I won't employ you again. So that's a kind of a power play. So he wasn't quite sure how to inform his employer, even though he knew that he had to employ, he had to inform his employer. So then eventually um, he asked me to uh, text his employer in Tamil and which that's something that he couldn't. So I texted him and I texted him and it's it loosely read in English. I can't come to, uh, sir, I can't come to work today. I will come tomorrow, right? Thank you. It ended with thank you. And this is actually communication technology and he tried to communicate and it actually is a very interesting right. one because this particular technology actually opens up a space for this, for the, for the, for the gentleman the Dalit gentleman to engage with the dominant caste employer in in a different in a different on a different plane. But then once the text was sent, the dominant caste employer immediately called him back. The first question he asked was, "Who sent the text on your behalf?" Because you don't know how to type, and and he found that sending the text was very offensive because. Sending the text lacked all the honorific, dramatic, you know, situations. Yeah. You know, in in person you would. You would, uh, you would hunch. You would, uh, your tone would be different. You, you know, it's it's all a process of you know bundled with humiliation, submission, and right. so on and so forth. So the point I'm trying to say is that while communication technologies can um, offer certain kind of a remedy, cost also as a network, similar to mobile phone as a network, cost also can actually play back. So in this particular example, you know, the employer actually was able to um, call him back and reset what the communication technology tried to do. Right. So it's, it's a very anthropological anecdote right. and, you know, a very ethnographical anecdote. Right. But the point I'm trying, driving home is that, you know, you, yes, it is actually, it enables participation, but it can also be um, uh, very interesting uh, on the field and it can um, reproduce, man, you know, caste hierarchies. Absolutely. Muli, I thought that was actually quite a telling anecdote where, uh, you know, you, get, you, you understand that while you might have access to all these modern technologies, they are not as divorced from social realities as you might think they are. Yeah, absolutely. It's the play. It's the social play of technologies. That's what I'm trying to uh, articulate. It's not the tech. Yeah. See, technologies as such, technologies absolutely. as such produced, you know, somewhere. But what I call, you know, you know, when we have a mobile phone, I always say that, you know, you have an Android 
platform or a um, um, Apple software, no, you know, the kind of a software platform. What I would say in the S Y is social social software. Once you have it, your phone is different. A Dalit's phone is different from um, 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 a dominant caste person's phone. It's got a completely different social software. So it's is that it's it's a social play of technology. You know, it's it's culture. It's it's socially deployed. Technologies are socially deployed yeah. and hierarchically consumed. Right. So in such a situation, uh, which you've articulated so well, can actually communication technology play a major role when it comes to enforcing freedoms or political rights or even being heard yeah i mean i mean yeah i i i often come across a skeptic when it when it the only reason why i come across a skeptic uh, people don't talk about the relationship between caste and communication communicative practices that's why i want to highlight that relationship um having it's not a very highly discussed yes. topic. And having right. said that, I do totally believe that um, uh, communicative practices, um, uh, co- you, know, co- you know, communicative practices or uh, articulations are extremely important, and that's the only way we can uh, vocalize the, some of these, um, 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 you know, questions, and we can challenge these structures. At the end of the day, communication technology not only, I mean, let 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 me let me just slightly take a step back and and, and put things in perspective. When I say communication technology, I do not necessarily mean digital technologies. You know, if you look from so, you know social and anthropological point of view, let me put that way: any communication that does not involve two human beings physically present do involve technologies. So we have to understand communication technologies. Just not about internet, but all sorts of even mainstream media, print media, all are technologies. Right? Let's put that in perspective. Number one. So, right. so and and, right. and if you look at um, people like Ambedkar and uh, Evie Periyar and Fule, they've all been a huge believer of communication. In a use, use, use they've been a believer of uh, how to use uh, strategic communications to mobilize and organize people. So, therefore, I'm a huge believer in that. All I'm trying to says that um, you know I, I don't think that uh, uh, the current mobilization of Dalits especially online and and even offline could is possible without this uh, you know communication channels and structures therefore I would never underestimate the power of communication however all I'm saying is that there is a long way to go because we also have to be aware of how costist the communication structures are inherently. That, that's what I'm trying to pay attention to because I'm not worried about um, uh, the uh, the so-called, I mean, bigots are v- very dangerous, but I'm worried about how caste is normalized in everyday communication in structures and channels. Absolutely. And Murli, let me expand the discussion a little bit. Now, you've done a lot of research across India, but also South Asia. And so what did you find when it came to the intersection of technology and other social structures? I mean, you've spoken a little bit about caste, but, you know, there's also gender and all sorts of other things. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, w- 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 there, are, there are a few things. One is um, um, caste is not exclusive to Hindu religion. Um, this is something that uh, I've learned. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I always knew about it, but I've, 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 I've particularly learned about it uh, once I've started working in, in various parts of South Asia and also outside South Asia. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and there is this, uh, there is this common uh, assumption that caste is exclusive to Hindu religion and tied to just Varna and, and Hinduism is, is, is not um, 
complete. It's not, it's not a total picture. That's one. <clears throat> and, and the second thing is that um, I, I've learned um, manifestation of everyday casteism is closely linked to uh, communicative practices. I mean, I always say that, you know, in caste-affected societies, you know, communication is constitutive of and constituted by caste. And that is across economic, social, you know, all aspects of the society. So we have to, once you put that lens, you know, this particular lens is actually quite popular in, 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 in for example, in an American society where people always actually like to wear the racist lens. Whereas in, 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 in places like uh, South Asian caste-affected societies, somehow this is missing. So I find that the glossing over is another interesting issue. But, mo- but, but, but more importantly, uh, not just a, in, in South Asia, but also outside as well, thanks to globalization, uh, we have to pay attention to the globalization of caste itself and how technologies and digital spaces Amplify globalization of caste. That's that's that to me. That's a very interesting um, um, aspect of research, which is something that I'm concerned with. But I think that more people mm-hmm. would do um, pay attention to it. Um, for example, in the UK, if you if you look at, for example, in the UK, they say uh, you know we have this this country has been having a lots of debate on whether caste to be criminalized or not. And the latest position in this country is that uh, the government took a stand that caste need not be um, um, be part of the Equality Act, but we do recognize the government right. does recognize caste exists in the UK, but they can follow the case law. That's the position that this government has ad- adopted. The reason is the government, this, the, the UK government, is saying caste discrimination is not rampant in this country, which is completely. Bizarre. Anyway, um, biz- uh, uh, rampant or not, if the if, if the crime exists, then the law should exist. But anyway, right. that, we, let's not go down the truth because I'm not a legal expert. But the point here is that we, they, they, the, the, the presence of caste is recognized by the UK government, not only by the UK government, but also by the French government and the EU and others. The, the globalization of caste has become a phenomenon now. It's a reality now. And how do we actually understand globalization of caste? Where do we actually find evidence for it? I'm currently working on a document called, uh, on caste hate speech. One of the places where I'm looking at is the digital spaces in caste hate speech. And I find enormous examples in, in the UK and in the EU, um, you know, not just not just in South Asian societies, but also, I mean, South Asian societies, you know that people are sometimes they can be very casteist on the interline and so on and so forth. <clears throat> but in the UK, I came across a text uh, tweet, uh, say, someone saying, oh, uh, COVID-19 um, is now spreading. So do Dalits and uh, uh, Bahujans get a reservation for that disease? That sort of thing. Right. So, so, so it, 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 it is. So all I'm trying to say is that the 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 the, the, the cast and cast is actually it is spreading all over. It's also becoming a, uh, It's also being touted as a culture. That's another important thing in 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 the West. Uh, though therefore, they can speak to multicultural societies and say that oh, we are a we are a faith group. We are a cultural group, so that respect us. But all, but it, it's becoming a. a Global phenomenon, also thanks right. to technologies. So, Muri, let me just flip it around on its head a little bit. Does we've looked at how, despite having communication technology, caste will exist, and in fact, it can even reinforce caste structures. How does denial of communication technology impact freedoms, rights, and even prosperity of lower castes? Uh, what, what do you mean by denial of communication technology? 
well, not having access to the mass media, not having access to a mobile phone through which you can access information and communicate with markets and so on. Well, absence of communication technology or lack of access to communication technology definitely um, is not a good place to be, you know, to be in. Um, while I'm con- I, while I continue to argue that um, that you know communication technology is not a panacea, and then it, you know it it, 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 it it systematically reproduces hierarchies, I'm of the f- you know, I'm I'm completely for for the case that everyone should have access to communication technologies because it actually ups their game, um, and and therefore it it definitely um, you know one of the things that people always compare in industrial revolution industrial re- revolution um, um, exploitation was the key point in in the, in the, in the information communication technology times it's the exclusion is the key point you know not to be able to participate. Right, right. So, it's a, so what used to be exploitation is now exclusion. So therefore, I think it's, partic- it's, it's extremely important that uh, we have to be part of it. At the same time, I'm just reminding ourselves, wh- wh- you, know, you know, who gets to say what? I mean, just because having a mobile phone does not ensure, um, um, you know, all the, um, uh, uh, all the powers that you wish to have in the society, you, you know, it can still go wrong. And I know that in, in several cases that um, um, how mobile phone phone can be used as a, a be, you know used as an app to harass people as well. So denial of communication technology is absolutely it's a, it's a, it's a crucial thing. We, everyone should have access to technology. At the same time, um, we should think beyond that. Right. And just to extend that question a little further, I mean, can access to that technology also improve Dalit's livelihoods? If yes, how? Yes, of course. I mean, this is again a very, um, not just mobile phone, but also generally technologies. I mean, I think, I think being able to participate in a society, um, is, it's, it, that's the fundamental thing, being able to participate in a society. So how can the most oppressed person being able to participate in a society, either through technology, but Technology is only a means. The person will be able to participate in a society only if there is uh, no social, political, and cultural taboo. So this is this is this is precisely what I'm trying to get at. So you may have tools to participate. You may have tools to reach someone, but can you actually do that? That's the thing. Um, so, for example, here is an example again from my field work. Um, um, a friend of uh, in a, a friend of mine from the field. He he wanted to call um, a, a government um, 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 civil servant because he wanted something to he, he for, for, for you know he wanted some certificate, and um, when he called the person, the person simply said that the civil servant on the other end said, "Oh, how dare you call me!" Right, and you have to come in person and talk to me. So this has nothing to do with technology. The technology can you know get him to that civil servant. But the civil servant is already, you know, his position is, um, he's a casteist and he's completely in a different, in a different, you know, completely in a different point of time. So he's not wanting to talk to this guy. So, so the, the question is that, yes, communication technologies can take you so far, but I'm just, I mean, I hate to be the skeptic in this game because I am a huge believer in techno- communication technology, what it can do. But all I'm trying to say is that, you know, in, in, in reality, um, it is just not technologies. It's about, it's about the social um, uh, thinking that comes with technologies. 
Absolutely, Murli. As you said, it's not just about the technology, but also the social thinking. Thanks, Murli. With that, we come to the end of part one of this conversation. We'll take it forward in part two. In the meantime, please visit www.allindiansmatter.in for more columns, videos, and audio podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter at Ashraf Engineer. That's A S H R A F E N G I N W E R and All Indians Count. That's A W L I N D I A N S C O U N T. Search for the All Indians Matter page on Facebook. On Instagram. Instagram. The handle is All Indians Matter. Catch you again in part two.